Hello, people of Earth. I'm Sneha, and welcome to this podcast. If you're just if you're just tuning in, I want to thank you for listening. And I want you to make sure if you're new here. To listen to the introduction, to learn a little bit about the series and myself. And for those of you who have been listening and tuning in, you guys are the mayors of Awesome Town. For you, for for the new ones, you guys can get up there. Trust me, I know you can. I believe in you. Now, without further ado. Human's path. Thorson Academy Preparatory School, or TAPS, was the best high school in town. Its mission was to mold and prepare the young minds of today, by any means necessary. The The return to school was crucial to the students, mostly the girls. The halls were buzzing with holiday details. Girls were gossiping about their vacation activities who hooked up, who broke up, who lost or gained weight, and who got what for Christmas. CJ walked quickly to her locker. She wanted to get in and out, undetected. Her desire was short-lived. She noticed a group of guys smiling at her. She found it creepy, and she ignored them and stared at her new schedule. Her first class was art. It was something she was fairly good at, and it would help her whole anger thing. Later, she heard a roar, the one of a crowd. She tried to ignore it, but soon that crowd was getting cramped. She was pushed away from her locker before she could attempt to weed through. The uproar had subsided, and the cramping was ceased. Oh, that explains everything, she said to herself. She rolled her eyes at what she saw. The girls, the ones who ruled. The first one was simple in an exquisite way. Her outfit was like something people saw in magazines. She wore pearls, which matched her bracelets, and her name was Margot Bruner. She looked to her left at the girl next to her. This girl had a look that made her stand alone. Her outfit was perfect, with a hint of abnormality. She also wore pearls, but hers matched everything. She was Lindy Masters. The two casually looked at each other and then both glanced at their far left to their leader. She was the most unique with her heels and red lipstick. She had a face of pouty determination. Her pearls were worn on her neck, but also as an anklet on her right leg, to accent her legs, of course. Her curls danced around her face. She made most of the choices. She set the trends. And she was Crystal Gregory. Together, they were known as the S3s, sexy, smart, and stellar, just like their style and personalities. They were the council heads, which put them in control of the student body and its events, along with its funding projects. CJ kept her distance for fear of being recruited as a councilman or councilwoman. The scene was getting annoying, at least to her. 
Watching cheerleaders shake pom-poms for them, jocks asking them to the gala, and their crazy fans, she'd rather be in class. Any class would be better than witnessing such a ridiculous ritual. It wasn't time for class yet, but her impatience was screaming at her. Ring, 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 she said to herself. Everyone was startled from the impromptu sound of the bell. It was seven minutes ahead of schedule. Huh, that was convenient, she pondered to herself and scratched her scapula. Ah, itchy. She dispersed with her fellow classmates and students. Art classes were there to educate and give birth to creativity and self-expression. In Majesco, it was the exact opposite. Conservatee wasn't just demanded, but taught. The teacher, Mr. Jenkins, was behind in scheduling assignments for his new students. So he tried, to, he tried a simple exercise to break the ice. All that was required of them was to draw an apple. Next, they had to tape it to the board up front, and then wait for someone to choose their drawing, thus striking an introduction and conversation. But those were never easy for CJ. She wasn't shy, but afraid. Not knowing someone's thoughts, dreams, and ideals was terrifying to her. Everyone in her class was practically normal, conserve, and boring. Within minutes, everyone finished on his or her assignments. CJ went to the board with her class and sat back down. There was silence while people made their selections until a slamming door alerted all. A girl was the cause of it, and she was out of breath. Sorry, lost track of time, she panted. Mr. Jenkins was irritated. He knew this girl. Ah, Miss Pardo, your tardiness is what brings you to my class a second time. Yeah, won't happen again. Promise. Hmm. You're in luck. You get to choose the first masterpiece. Step to the board. The girl grabbed a smock and tied it around her waist. He continued. Everyone else do the same. I'll be back. And with that, he left. The girl lifted the back of the drawing on the board to see the name. She said it out loud. Um, C.J. Dixon? She said and looked around. C.J. shyly raised her hand. They walked up to each other. Hey, I'm Romy. C.J. I'm not gonna lie. I thought you were gonna be a boy. <laughs> yeah, it's a nickname. CJ commented. Romy Pardo was interesting to say the least. Her hair was jet black, except for her ends, which were colored turquoise green. She wasn't hard to notice. She was in a smock like all her classmates, but her garments were that of a cheerleading uniform. She appeared conserve, but mostly radical, which was always fine with CJ. I love the hair. It's so cute. Romy expressed. Really? Thanks. I didn't color mine like you did. It's really pretty, by the way. 
Romy flipped her hair boastfully. They laughed at the drama of it. So, why'd you choose my drawing? CJ asked. The girl beamed with excitement. Are you kidding? It was the only one that stood out. And the bullet made it even sweeter. Oh, and I hate red apples. They're so gross. I understand completely, CJ replied. Mr. Jenkins had returned and began to hover around the class, hoping his exercise was a success. Romy and CJ were so distracted by their new friendship, they didn't notice the teacher behind them. What is this? he shouted. His sudden roar startled everyone. His glasses had fallen to his nose and he was furious. What have you done? Miss Dixon, Miss Pardo, explain yourselves. What do you want us to say, Jenkins? Romy asked. She was taking the situation seriously. CJ rose from her chair proudly and spoke. Romy had nothing to do with it. If you have to send me home, then do so. She was always known for making statements like that. Mr. Jenkins interjected. I know of something worse than that. Oh no, CJ said quietly to herself. Vice Principal Bolton was the type of man who kept his word. He would never change his mind, nor could he be persuaded to do so. His office was the kind of place that CJ hated being sent. She peeked her head into the doorway. Have a seat, Cicely, he said. She walked toward his desk and sat down cautiously. He always wore sunglasses. It was always hard to know if he was ever making eye contact. Some people said he was blind and really aware of his surroundings. Others believed that he was just trying to look cool. CJ thought that he had a glass eye and was just embarrassed by it. Do you know why you're here? he asked. Because I'm a radical and no one likes me, was what she thought. But what she said was, because I refuse to conform to anything and I'm hard to teach. He sighed. <sighs> Unfortunately, you're right. It's a new year and I can't believe you're still pulling stunts. She was confused and upset. What? I only did one thing. What do you mean still? I'm referring to the previous. He glanced at her file and continued. Botany, 120. Biology, 112. And gymnastics, 140. Care to explain those? She rose from her chair. Yes. You can't count botany. Because I'm allergic to flowers. If I went to anaphylactic shock, I'd blame this prison. I, 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 I mean, school. Second... I hate frogs, okay? But even they don't deserve death. And C, can I help it if I can't do a cartwheel? And four, I wanted to do something different. My new friend Romy liked it. He rose with her and replied, First, because you have a point about the allergy, I'll let botany go. She sank in her chair and sulked. With that, he continued, Second, the frogs would have died the minute they entered the classroom because of the harsh lighting. Third, not everyone can do a cartwheel, but that was no reason to hurt your fellow teammate. 
She laughed at me. So I kind of broke her leg. I did her a favor, okay? Teenagers walk way too much, you know? She wasn't very convincing because he was still frowning. (sighs) He sighed. Fourth, radicality isn't taught here, Sicily. And finally, please make your choice in either alphabetical, chronological, or numerical order. Your father is a quantum after all. At least make it seem like your education is working. He sat back down to write something in her file. She could see his handwriting upside down. Detention! This would definitely make her late for work. She was on her way out until she heard. I'll be letting your parents know, he said. She went to her locker to ring up the Every Dine Diner. She punched in the address and heard a reply. Welcome to Every Dine, where your palate is our pleasure. Noel speaking. It was the obligated scripted greeting, though no one liked it. Noel, it's CJ. CJ, where are you? You're cutting it real close. She exhaled and smiled nervously. Yeah, <laughs> about that. Do I even want to know? Noel inquired. <laughs> Probably not. Sebastian Talbot was getting ready for a late breakfast with his family. Not biologically, but more like his extended family, if you exclude his sons and daughter. He was a scientist who was slightly unorthodox. He dressed casually and wore a lab coat when the occasion called for it. He was a mature man with flecks of gray hairs and dark brown eyes. His face was that of a distinguished gentleman. Everything looks delicious, Bibi, he said. Oh, come on! Could you stop calling me that? It's Bailey. I'm not really little anymore. All right. Bailey, no matter how old you are, I'll always see you as my little baby. (sighs) She sighed. He kissed her forehead. I'll take this food to my office. Let me know when the others are back. We go back on schedule after breakfast. He expressed. Bailey followed him with her her almond-shaped eyes and sighed. Someone was making fun of the situation, typical for her family. Aw, don't pout, B.B., Devin Sutton snickered. <laughs> Very funny, Devin. Now shut up. It's okay, Bales. B.B. is a cute nickname, Elise Hunter continued. Besides, they say that pouting too much will give you frown lines. She checked her auto watch. Um, does anybody know what the Charles plan is? I mean... How exactly do we stop this guy? I don't know, Bailey added. But Nate, Tense, and Peter are trying to track him now. Liam and Anne are on the way here. She picked up a muffin and examined it. You know, Devin, you could probably use some fiber, she said and tossed it his way. Yo! You're right, thanks. He smiled and bit into it. The taste was unbearable and bland. He spit it out immediately. Ha! 
Eat bran, you tea pathis. She laughed along with Elise. Soon so did he. They went back to eating and worrying about the enemy. The Everydine Diner was a place of business, never playtime. Tell that to its employees. They were always good when the boss when their boss Pamela was around, but on their breaks it was relaxing and playtime. Nonstop gossip, flirting, and of course, food sampling. Noel Amos was doing inventory. After her conversation with CJ, she was frazzled. She was a waitress doing what she was paid to do, and overtime. Of course, the, the occupation came with the dress code, silver skirt and pants, purple top and blouse, and white and silver cap. Berets for the cashiers and cooks. An issue was acceptable as long as it was flat, closed-toed, and white. She always wore her cap backwards. Her boss never complained about it, so why change it? Her sneakers were always shiny, no matter what the disaster. She'd take a small break and bring the beauty back to them. Her black streaks accentuated her blonde hair. Jessie Cortland, however, wasn't the perfect employee, and her performance could use some work. She was dressed exactly like, but shorter than Noelle. Her eyes were distracted. It was always hard for her to do her job when Callum Nower was up front. Being anywhere near him made her babble more than she usually did. It was hard for anyone to figure that all her signals wouldn't work with someone like him. No one noticed Pamela at the door until the bell at the entrance rang. Pamela Corsi was a good boss, if she was happy. Her mocha face spilled her secret. It was said that she wasn't it was said that she wasn't even pleased. She examined everyone in the room. It was almost time to open to customers, and someone was missing. Where's CJ? she asked. Noel panicked and rushed to her friend's defense. We uh sent her for supplies. Really? Uh-huh. We're low on tomatoes and special spices. You know, Doug can't cook without his special spices. Noelle smiled nervously. She was in training for a senior manager. She couldn't afford any more screw-ups. Fine. Then I expect to see grocery bags when she gets here, Pam said. With that, she retreated to her office. Minutes later, Noelle called CJ. Hey, make sure you get tomatoes and Doug's special spices. Uh, okay. Why? CJ inquired. Don't ask. Just do it. She replied and signed off. Hours later, the diner was exploding with customers. The busiest times were after school. It wasn't just a diner, but a hangout. CJ was hard at work cleaning everything. Noelle had covered for her until her arrival. Her tardiness would have been the perfect crime had she not gotten the wrong spices by mistake. She had to be disciplined. Cleaning constantly would have to suffice, which meant dishes, countertops, tables, bathrooms, and windows. Luckily for Pamela, when someone like C.J. Dixon works, they work fast. Punishment like that normally took about two hours. 
CJ was cutting that time in half. Everyone enjoyed watching her. It was like a sporting event. Customers, who were conserve, ignored her altogether. Time! Douglas York yelled. What do you got? CJ panted. He smiled. A new vest in velvet, he boasted. She looked at him with disdain. Not what I meant, Doug. I cleaned both bathrooms. They were gross. And did every table. And changed the auto clocks. So, what do you got? He was clearly uninterested. Oh, right. The occasional athletic thing. I got distracted. He checked his time device. It's a... Two minutes and 15 seconds, he expressed. All her fellow employees cheered. It was a new record. Pam appeared out of her office. She stared at her employees. All done? Did you learn something? She asked CJ. Nope, CJ replied proudly. Everyone groaned at her statement, and Pam sighed on her way back into her office. The point of punishment was to change someone's attitude. Apparently... CJ was immune to such a thing. Noelle approached her next. Whew, finally done, she said to herself. Do you ever learn? Noelle asked. Not if I can help it, she joked. Her co-worker chuckled. CJ removed her apron and headed toward the dining counter. Jessie approached her. CJ, don't forget your beret. Uh, thanks, Jez, she replied. Other than cleaning the bathrooms, she abhorred her beret even more. It didn't make sense to her. She couldn't comprehend why the world would choose to create a hat that which flattened your hair. Hers was already short, but flat was unacceptable. CJ pouted and put on her beret. She jumped at the chiming of her holographic cylindrical receiver or H.C. for short. Hello? Yes, this is she. Really? Great, I'll be right there. Following her sign-off, she retreated to the employee room to change clothes. Seconds later, she was stopped by someone blocking her path. Callum. He spoke. You didn't finish the windows, C.J. He pointed to the long window striker. She picked it up and gave it to him. Um, how about this? Do me the solid, and I'll be right back. Please? My new ride is waiting my new ride is waiting for me, so I really gotta go. She expressed. He sighed and nodded his head. She smiled and ran through the back door. Pam had shown up and was holding an application. It was addressed to Cicely Joy Dixon concerning her employment status. She placed it back in her arms when she saw the unacceptable. She noticed Callum washing the windows and CJ nowhere to be found. Again, she groaned at her, at her annoyance of one person. Ooh, that girl. She huffed and marched back into her office.
I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Throat's a little funny today, but <sighs> thank you guys for listening. HC receiver is short for hol- holographic cylindrical receiver. Sci-fi cell phone slash uh, FaceTime Skype thingy. Made it up myself. Drew it too. Um. Anyway, stay tuned for more episodes. Thanks for listening. Ciao for now.